Jordan. Ian. Who took a peek down the rabbit hole, fell in, and 20 years later is still tumbling. Madonna? No. Two guys. A lovely series of notes there. Fucking musical, wasn't it? Not bad for a drummer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Couldn't tell you what key it was. That was the Locrian mode. Was it? I, I thought it was Phrygian, personally. Well, it was a hint of Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> Have you run out of Greek names? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know there's seven of them, but I can't. I couldn't tell you anymore. Do you know what the first one is? No, I can't remember the order. Ionian, Dorian, Phrygian, Locrian. Yeah, that's the seventh one. There's Lydian, Mixolydian, Aeolian, and Locrian. Ah, boom! Well, thanks for that. You're welcome. I don't want to be friends with you anymore. Shall we finish now? <laughs> <laughs> Are you charging me for this? I, I promise that's what lessons with me is not like. Well, I'll leave that up to our listeners to see for themselves. I mean, it sounds interesting, but it ain't my thing. Well, you did advance. <laughs> Theory. I did, I did, yeah. Fell asleep through most of it. I think uh, my tutors just took pity on me and passed me, but... They must have thought you needed to catch up on sleep. <laughs> yeah. I thought, he looks a bit dishevelled. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. <laughs> he looks absolutely knackered. <laughs> you just have a little kip. This chap's got no hope. Let's pass him. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> give him a bone here. Yeah, they're like, this degree's not going to get him anywhere in life anyway, so let's just <laughs> give him a pass. <laughs> not going to do with a world of good anyway, so it doesn't matter what you get. The sad thing is, it's so true, isn't it? It it's is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that lovely note. How are you? How are you, Jordan? What a morning I've had. Oh, go on. I'm absolutely knackered at this point. It's half past ten. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm ready for a nap. I took my wife to work, just so I had the car for my teaching. Very nice. I went to Lidl, because there was a discount code where if you spent £25, you got £5 off, and I thought, you know what, that's not bad. It's stocked up on gummy worms. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and toothpaste. <laughs> Did the little food shop, got back home, I then cooked a lasagna. Fucking hell. That's just come out of the oven, and now I'm, I'm here. Are you going to eat a lasagna at half ten in the morning, or are you just going to save it for later? Because <laughs> you do know it will be cold by the time you get to it, right? Oh, but see, here's the thing, you have to let it cool down. Well, not stone cold, I don't mean that, but you have to let it not be, like, flowing lava. It doesn't want to be like that. Well, I have some, I have some bad news that by the time you get to it at tea time, it will be stone cold. <laughs> I am planning to eat this for lunch, you know. Oh, okay, right, fair enough. It should be perfect. Call that lasagna Steve Austin, because it's going to be stone cold. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and the other thing as well, in my treacherous morning, straight after I dropped my wife off and I was on the way to Lidl, the main artery to get there was just completely backed up with cars. And I was thinking, what's going on? We were literally stood there for about 10 minutes in this massive, ever-growing queue. Was that maybe the problem, that people weren't actually in the cars, they were stood there? (laughs) Yeah, maybe pedestrians in the road. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a protest? I think I've solved the problem then. (laughs) Yeah, we don't really know what had happened, but I saw people in front of me turning around in the car and, you know, going the other way. Uh, always a bad sign. So eventually I did the same. As I was turning around, I'd seen that a bus was, I think, broken down uh. um, in the lane that we needed to go in and there was no other way around it. I eventually went another route, literally around the houses, yeah. and then got caught up in the traffic there because everyone was doing the same. So it was like <laughs> this venture to Lidl that should have taken just 10 minutes ended up taking about 40 minutes. Good Lord. You know, I'm just ready for a nap at this point. I'm ready for a nap too, to be fair. <laughs> But how are you? I hear that you've also been doing some cooking this morning. I have. Um, my wife gets up for work at like five in the morning, so she texts me this morning saying, Do was a casserole, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously, in good submissive husband style, I, I cracked on and I made a casserole. So that is in the slow cook. In the slow cook. That is, is in the slow cooker. <laughs> 
I, I am a slow cook. I am I am a terrible cook, right? As a, I think I've said before. But um, on the back of the packet, and my wife was like, "Just follow the instructions. I've chopped everything for you. Just follow the instructions. Put it in the slow cook." I was like, "Yes, wife, I shall do." But then I read the instructions, and on the back of the, it didn't say remove from packet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I literally need step by step instructions. Yeah. But the very last instruction was put in the slow cook, put it in the oven. I was like, "What?" And then my wife texts me saying, "Like, oh yeah, how's your morning going? Hope it's going." right like little quick catch up mm-hmm. and uh, i was like i need your help please what do i do um it says put it in the oven but you said put it in a slow cook and i was like i don't know what to do <laughs> and uh, she'd already gone back to work so i was like stood in the kitchen flapping oh, no. for about half an hour like, i don't know what to do but um i used my human brain for a minute i thought well if it was going to be made for tea time then it might go in the oven but as this is going to be for tea tonight and i was making it about 10 in the morning i thought maybe it should go in the slow cook yes and um i figured it out so check me out <laughs> just, oh i'd love to be a fly on the wall while that was happening that would just be brilliant just come around mate it, 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 to be honest if you did it would be so helpful because i'd just be like jordan help me what do i do but i know what you're like and you, you'll withhold the information and just sit there watching me with a smile on your face i'll, I'll just start quizzing you yeah <laughs> i've got my whiteboard <laughs> what is the capital of jamaica i don't, I don't know jordan <laughs> just help me please and what is the next step <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. There were your buzzer. <laughs> Every time I hear it, it just grates my nerves. I'm like, I don't know, John. <laughs> Uh, this month, right, it's been horrible this February. Okay. There's just been so much stuff that's gone on. Uh, I've had food poisoning twice. Oh, yeah. And I later found out that one of those restaurants ended up being a one-star hygiene rating. Yeah. But my wife knows about all that sort of stuff about cooking, and she's like, it could literally just be the fact that they don't keep their paperwork that well. I don't think it can mark you four marks off her paperwork. No, that that is very true. But, um, but my wife was like, you know, trying to be the optimist that she is, you know. <laughs> she was like, maybe they just didn't accidentally, you know, date some stuff properly or whatever and that's marked them down but uh yeah i got food poisoning from there and i am never going back it could only be worse by the fact that they would actually see a rat running across the countertop <laughs> a rat preparing the food <laughs> yeah. it's a little ratatouille <laughs> have you ever heard that saying shitting through the eye of a needle Oh, yeah. I one-upped it. I was f***ing... I was in through the, the hole of a syringe. <laughs> through atoms. <laughs> <laughs> I was shitting into the fourth dimension. <laughs> was it both ends as well? No, I threw up in the morning. Because I woke up, right? And I was like, it, it's got to come out of one end, but I don't know which end it's going to come out of. And I'm sorry to be too graphic for anyone at home. But um, I was like, something's not right. But I did throw up, and I was like, right, maybe, maybe that'll sort me out. So I went to work. I did a 10-hour shift. And then as soon as I got to work, I was like, I'm going to die. I tried to get cover, but uh, unfortunately it wasn't possible and I just had to work through it. It's awful. I went home that night and I just died on the sofa. <laughs> on top of that, uh, my son ran into our bedroom door Ugh. and knocked it off its hinges. What? And uh, it's already been repaired twice, but now it's coming through the plaster on the other side of the door frame. So Wait it's kind a second. Of... Whoa, 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 back up a minute. <laughs> so he ran into the door and the door fell off its hinges? Yeah, well, he ran into <laughs> it with such force. What? <laughs> He's obviously like, you know, kids being kids, they run around and a door was in his way. So he didn't like stop to think like an adult would, you know, oh, I'll open this door. He just ran like hands out into it, smacked it. And the bottom hinges just went bong, like came off. That is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking great, mate. Yeah. I love my house falling apart. <laughs> just like, I can only imagine your door's made of polystyrene or something. <laughs> Balsa wood. <laughs> 
Well, let's just clarify here. Your son is four years old. Yep, and he's in like seven to eight year old clothing. So he's not a small lad. He's skinny. He's as skinny as a rake, but he's tall and he's big. You know, <laughs> and he just ran into the door. Give it a few years and you won't be able to tell him off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I'm sorry. Son, go to your room. No, dad. You go to your room. <laughs> yes, son. <laughs> I'll knock you off your hinges, Dad. I've reinforced the hinges, Dad. <laughs> you won't be getting out. <laughs> Please, oh no. Uh, yeah, so that happened. On top of that, I've had horrific toothache for the last four days. Well, you told me about that, yeah. Make a long story short, I called 111. I was on the phone for about an hour, which is, you know, understandable. They're busy. But when I got through to them, they were like, um, Right, can you go to um, another city? On Sunday. I was like, no, uh, I work all day Sundays. And they were like, uh, well, we can't help you then. Just ring around and see if you can get in anywhere. Brilliant. I was like, oh, okay. So I called up every dentist and uh, no one could get me in apart from one. And they were like, yes, we have an appointment. I was like, thank the Lord. They were like, it'll be £150. I was like, I can't afford that. I'll, I'll wrap some wire around my tooth and <laughs> slam the door. Maybe if I take one tooth out, give that to the tooth fairy, then hopefully I'll be able to pay your ridiculous prices to get myself out of extreme pain. Well, don't you just feel grateful that you're paying all these taxes for NHS? Absolutely. Yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, I'm sorry to uh, completely just hijack the beginning of this episode because we do have some stuff to get into, but I have two more stories for you. Go on. Yeah, go on. One is creepy and one is quite funny. But, um... <laughs> Sorry. Dog attack! It's the, the postman. A few moments later. I'm back. <laughs> By the way, I was just singing into my microphone for the last, like, minute. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> so that'll it. give you something to listen to. I was thinking I might put drums to it. <laughs> as long as it's not keyboard, please no keyboard. Yeah, no more MIDI. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for the disruption there. No, no, no worries at all. Spooky story. I was in my bedroom getting ready for work one evening. Oh, you're joking. That is scary. Yeah, horrible, isn't it? Terrifying. <laughs> right, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, God. And um, my wife was bathing our eldest, the door breaker. So she came into our bedroom for like two seconds. And uh, I was like, oh, for tea tomorrow, can we have blah, blah, blah. You know, just making a, like, a little bit of conversation real quick. And she was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. And then we heard, because our bathroom is from our bedrooms out four meters. Mm. So uh, we heard our son get out the bath and run up and down the hallway right and my wife was like oh he's out, he's out the bath she opened the door and there was no one in the hallway mm-hmm. so she was like that was strange we both heard it we both heard the running around my wife went back into the bathroom and was like did you just get out the bath and he was like no Ooh. so we both distinctly heard footsteps and that's where i caught that evp as well yeah that's a bit weird isn't it very strange yeah so that was uh, kind of cool and this other thing that happened my wife and i went for a meal with a couple of friends who were chinese all you can eat restaurant it was better than a one-star hygiene rating wasn't it it was definitely yeah oh, good two <laughs> yeah one and a half <laughs> this is the only chinese restaurant that i will eat at now because uh, it's never made me sick nice so we went to the chinese restaurant my friend texted me and was like oh what's the what's the name of the restaurant by the way because it's in another town mm. she's like what's it called so i text her saying it's called stinky lotus <laughs> and then i added a little slogan it's like for the freshest chicken come to stinky lotus <laughs> right and then she said when we got there that night she's like i read that name and i thought that can't be real but then apparently because i put the slogan after it apparently that cemented it in her mind and she was like oh it's got a slogan it must be real <laughs> right and i was like obviously it's not called stinky lotus i just thought she'd go ha ha very funny what's it actually called but then about 15 minutes later she texts me saying like i can't find it on google <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I 
was like, are you serious? I was like, it's not actually called Stinky Lois. It's called a Flying Dragon. Brilliant. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, of course I knew you were joking. <laughs> then that night at the meal, she got a phone out and she was like, look at my search history. She was like, I looked on Google. I looked on Google Maps. <laughs> I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> and she thought it had just changed its name or something like that recently. But Amazing. I was like, no, it's, it's not called Stinky Lois. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story short. You're no longer friends with them, are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hate us now. I got a bit of chicken thrown at me and uh, they stormed out of the restaurant. At first, when you said that name, I thought you said Stinky Logan. <laughs> Stinky Logan? <laughs> like it was the chef. <laughs> Have you visited Stinky Logan? You can smell him from the kitchen. <laughs> right, what are we going to name this restaurant? You should name it after me. No, pro- probably best not to there. Why not? Stinky Logan doesn't really roll off the tongue, mate. <laughs> And the little graphic next to it is just someone with a peg on the nose. <laughs> yeah, with stink lines coming from the kitchen. <laughs> so, yeah, if we ever get a business loan, we know what we could open. Absolutely. A Chinese restaurant called... Stinky what? Logan. <laughs> Stinky Logan. Because <laughs> it also sounds so Chinese, doesn't it? Authentic. <laughs> yeah, what have you got coming up for us today, Mr. Jordan Face? Love it. At the end of the show, I've got stories of the strangest and creepiest pizza delivery experiences. Interesting. That sounds cool. Yeah, and I'm waiting for a pizza right now. I thought you had lasagna. I'm going to stick it on the pizza. (laughs) I'm just going all Italian today. (laughs) I've got a bolognese boiling away right now. (laughs) Yeah. I've got meatballs in my pocket. Ragu. Give me a spaghetto. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you remembered that. I remember everything. I've, I've been thinking about it. Like, is spaghettios, is that just like some kind of faux pas then? Is that like... Oh, yeah, like Italians literally turn in their grave. But they, they, they look at one, take one look at that tin, die, then do a couple rolls in the grave. <laughs> yeah, it reminds Not me. Not worth it, really. <laughs> you know Gino De Campo? Uh-huh. Uh, this is a famous quote. You probably know it. But when uh, Holly Willoughby on This Morning once made a comment about putting ham in in a carbonara and calling it yeah. a, an English carbonara. Yeah. And Gina just says, well, if my grandma had wheels, she would be a bicycle. <laughs> I've heard that. I don't understand what that means. Like... I think it just means that that is so ridiculous that if my grandma had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. It's so ridiculous that you'd call that an English carbonara because you add ham. I think that's what it's implying. Okay, right. That's fair enough. But I mean, that's an extremity of the, the example. I mean, I, I can I can physically put ham in a carbonara i cannot attach wheels to my gran you know <laughs> you could some sort of franken gran franken gran <laughs> franken man grankenstein <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what italians will be thinking when they hear about spaghettio okay right fair enough but if i put wheels on the can yeah. Anyway. And what have you got coming up for us? <laughs> that was my segment. I just wanted to get to the bottom of the spaghetti. Oh, okay. Conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I am going to be going through a few selected stories of people, my kind of people, heroes to me, really, who have fought and punched alien greys. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Were you not? Did I not tell you what I was doing? I thought it was what you were going to do about when they were kicking them, not punching them. Oh, no. You know, all sorts, all, all manner of... Uh... Violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which I, I completely condone against grey aliens because they are scary and they are dickheads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So if you see one, beat it up. But uh, make sure it is actually an alien grey first and not like a Halloween costume or something because we <laughs> don't want to be yeah, we don't want to be hurting people. All right. Just just, just them grey f***ing wackers. But what if the greys are disguised as a human? 
well, just be like, hey, what's the weather in Zeta Reticuli like this time of year? And they'll be like, well, I got you. you <laughs> come here, you I imagine this is a Leslie Nielsen sketch right now or something. <laughs> Sounds like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Brilliant. Let me jump into this. Please do. So the other day I stumbled across a video, which I will link in the description to if anybody would, would like to have a little watch. It is by a gentleman named Preston Dennett, who is a American philosopher, writer and cognitive scientist who began his investigation into UFOs and the paranormal in 1986. Okay. In this video, he is talking about some rare cases of when people have, like I have said, smacked the shit out of some alien greys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a documentary I'd love to watch. <laughs> well, there is a video. Like I say, I'll, I'll link it. It's not as interesting as I'm making out, but it's uh, it's fairly good. As is common knowledge, greys like to use some kind of magic ball baggery to unkindly render their victims unable to move. Ball bags. As he says, they use phrases like Don't be scared. And We're your friends. And Come snog my dad. You know, to try and make you think that they're your friends, but um, obviously they are absolutely <laughs> That's not. That's what all my friends say. <laughs> Come snog my dad. That's uh, the first thing I text you every morning, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it goes to my dad, though. <laughs> I just send it out as a mass text. <laughs> There's lots of knocks on your mum and dad's house. <laughs> you know, my dad's like, what the hell's going on this morning? Oh, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> While he's live on the radio. <laughs> yeah. I come and take a seat. Hey, look at lips on these buggers, right? Anyway. <laughs> It's the only way to stop him swearing. <laughs> yeah. So some people have been able to either break free of their magic ball baggery or have just not had it work on them and have been able to use their freedom and all their Bruce Lee moves that they have been practicing in their bedroom <laughs> since they first saw Fist of Fury back when they were sprightly young little knee biters. <laughs> or Chuck Norris. Or, or Chuck Norris, yeah. At your I mean, front door. At my front door, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not going down that route again. I'm still bruised. So yeah, I just want to jump into a few of these and uh, and let you know some of the, the ones that I found most interesting. Go for it. So the first case that he speaks of is in fact that of Travis Walton. Do you know uh, anything about him, Jordan? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> it is quite a famous one, so I'll just brush over the facts. On November 5th, 1975, seven men, including Travis, were working at the Apache Sitgreaves National Forest near Snowflake, Arizona, as part of a timber stand improvement crew, where the seven men saw a saucer-shaped craft hovering above the trees. They were obviously freaked out, they jumped in the truck to drive away, but Travis was awestruck and jumped out to get a better look. He was knocked unconscious by a beam that hit his chest and his pals, scared and fearing that he was dead and they were next, drove away. Mm. When Travis returned five days later, he had an incredible story of what happened aboard the craft. And while the full story is interesting and maybe a topic for another day, the part that we're interested in today is what happened when he woke up to find himself surrounded by those grey little f***ers that we all know and hate. Did he Bruce Lee's way out? Kind of. What he says is, in his words, I struck out at the two on my right, hitting them with the back of my arms, knocking one into the other. My swing was more of a push than a blow. I was weakened, but the one I touched felt soft. What is just, funny, Jordan? Just, just when he said I pushed one into the other, this, this alien grey domino effect. <laughs> the way I thought about it, right, it's just like a real Yorkshire way of doing it, like, f*** off, mate. Like, just, you know, like, you're f*** out my way, and just pushed him over. <laughs> <laughs> like push the kids out of the queue in the supermarket <laughs> yeah move move <laughs> i need to pay for me gummy worms but yeah he says i was so weakened and the one that i touched felt so soft the creature was light and fell back easily 
So apparently, the Greys then filed out into the hallway and Walton chased them, which is pretty badass, to be honest. I'd have been in the corner. Is this corner okay? Has anyone seen my phone? I'll give you Jordan's number. Just wait for me to go through my thing that I need to do. But yeah, I'll pass Jordan's number on to you. My plan is still in effect. But yeah, so he was returned and uh, he had that incredible story. But the next case comes from MUFON archives. Jordan, do you know what MUFON is? MUFON or move on? <laughs> MUFON. M-U-F-O-N. No. It is an organization that stands for the Mutual UFO Network. Ah, okay. They take calls and cases on from people and investigate UFO sightings and stuff like that. Got you. So this is a, this comes from their, their archives. A man who lived in Del Valle, I believe it's pronounced, was awoken in the early hours of the morning on the 5th of April in 2017 when he heard his family's dog doing a big old bark. <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Squatting down. <laughs> Delicious. He said he was overcome with a weird feeling, so he began to search his house feeling something was wrong he poked his head into his mum and boyfriend's bedroom and was shocked to see two greys around six foot tall standing by the bed and another seven foot tall floating through the window this rambo wannabe said my first reaction was to grab the closest one i flipped him and i punched him in the head (laughs) (laughs) was he one of the six foot one it was a six foot one yeah so uh the other one grabbed him so he turned around swung and punched it in the head and as soon as he had, he turned around and the third one was floating back through the window. Like, fuck this shit. But at this point, both his mum and her boyfriend also started to float up and he blacked out. He then remembered waking up back in his bed, sweating, panting heavily with sore fists. So that's like physical evidence. While his dogs were still outside doing big old barks. I love as well. Uh, just like what was floating out of the window. <laughs> yeah. Imagine like coming in like all like, you know, arms out like. And then like he just sees this guy beating up his two pals. He's like. <laughs> like I'm going. <laughs> it just flows back. It's like that old t-shirt he used to have with this penguin flying over his friends. So long, suckers. <laughs> so long, suckers. Um, we need to get that fucking t-shirt because you found it again, didn't you? I need to I get did. another one. I love that yeah. t-shirt. That was a paranormal happening, wasn't it? It just disappeared. It did. It just vanished. Probably grew wings and <laughs> so long in <again. laughs> Our next case is of a proper badass alien grey killer machine and the woman that I would like to come and protect me while I sleep every night. Her and my mum. <laughs> Because I am sure if my mum ever saw a grey coming towards me or portaling into my bedroom, she would go beast mode. She'd turn to the Hulk and she would destroy them. Obviously, my dad would probably too, you know, but he'd be too busy on his 80s radio show (laughs) getting snogged by all my pals. (laughs) To those who answered the call. But yeah. Uh, so this woman, Patsy Wingate, who had many encounters with aliens through her life, remembers one winter's night in 1985 and she was pregnant. She woke up to find three greys entering her bedroom through a portal. She mentally shouted, Leave me alone! But they were like, Nanny. And continued to move towards her. At this point, her inner Jackie Chan broke through the surface. She tripped a somersaulted out of bed, landed on her feet, ran towards the aliens, grabbed the one in the middle by the neck and was maybe a little bit too angry because she accidentally snapped the poor little bugger's neck. She said she felt it snap and the head of the invading dickhead fell backwards onto its back. She said that she felt bad because she was only trying to do a little bit of minor assault on it, but actually totally just outright killed the little <laughs> shit. And so where did it go? Where did what go? This dead alien. Uh, well, I'll tell you. Yeah, she she felt bad. So Not that bad, obviously. <laughs> Well, apparently the other two were like, what the f- man? they were well shocked, almost as if they were wondering how she wasn't rendered unable to move. I'm guessing they were just probably pretty astounded by the triple backflip because that was probably quite amazing. <laughs> Do you think she's really just embellished this story? <laughs> I struggled to get out of bed. <laughs> I embellished a story. There was no triple backflip. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, the Grey Pals scooped up their wobbly-headed buddy and exited back through the portal, probably screaming, I'm going to get my brother on you, you fucking nut. As they left. Unfortunately, the brother's dead. <laughs> that was the brother. <laughs> what they meant was, when she's asleep again, they're just going to lay, lay him on top of her. <laughs> See, here's the thing, Ian. <laughs> Do you feel sorry for that poor alien? God, no. I would I would love to... Um, I was going to say, I'd love to see it, but... <laughs> I'd love to murder! <laughs> I'd love to murder an alien! No, um, I was going to say, I'd love to see it happen, but if I were to see it happen, that would mean I would be in the room with them, so I wouldn't want to... Maybe someone could show me a video or something. Patsy, <laughs> if you're listening, send me a video. <laughs> yeah, please, we'd love to have you on the show and... Absolutely, yeah. Tell me about it. I'm more interested in this backflip. (laughs) So I killed an alien. No, 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 no. Get back to the beginning. So you triple backflip. No, Ian, you made that up. Okay, so how did you learn to triple (laughs) backflip? So the final one I'm going to go through, this is from a guy that lives in Cumbria in the UK. This guy was given the pseudonym of Gary and was apparently on holiday with his parents when he was young. And as they were driving home, they saw a UFO following them. Since that point, they frequently saw many more UFOs. And Gary apparently would see the grey inhabitants of the craft in places like his bedroom, at his local blockbuster, walking around his house, probably making a sandwich, stealing the lemonade, spitting in the milk. <laughs> the list is endless. <laughs> The other week when you said uh, when you see a pigeon out of place, yeah, and I was like, how do you see a pigeon out of place? Well, now I know. Now you know. <laughs> Spitting in your milk. Oh, especially if it's really stringy. Oh, yeah. I am not drinking that milk. I'll, I'll just produce my own. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he saw some greys and stuff, you know, he saw aliens and he saw greys in his bedroom, that kind of thing. So he remembers often being paralyzed, taking on board ships and having them perform their creepy experiments on him. But sometimes he was able to move. And on one particular occasion in 2016, it was the early hours of the morning and Gary had gone into his living room. He saw a grey chilling there, probably watching Babe Station, and he got well angry and grabbed it, wrapped his hands around it its neck as the bugger telepathically said get off me bro (laughs) (laughs) I'm too busy with babe station bro (laughs) there's little grey sausage (laughs) (laughs) all the while windmilling his spindly grey little arms at Gary I wonder what you're gonna say about windmilling (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I was expecting with the arms doing a little hands on the hips oh god with his with his (laughs) (laughs) Gary's got him by the neck (laughs) I know what will get him away from me (laughs) he's got one leg cocked up with his hands on his hips doing this little windmill shaking his little grey booty So, yeah, he was windmilling his arms at Gary. Brilliant. Going, Get off me. But Gary was obviously like, no, f*** you, you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't continue. Uh, <laughs> but one of the alien pals came up behind Gary and he lost consciousness. So this is the last part of the morning Gary remembered, but was happy to have made them feel the fear that he often was made to feel by them, which I, I suppose is a good thing. Yeah. But that's not the end of the line for our pal Gary, because later in December 2018, he was lying in bed and got the feeling that the greys were coming <laughs> from watching too much PlayStation. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> I did. I, I couldn't help myself. Neither could they. <laughs> They pay for the subscription, so why not? <laughs> um, apparently, this is a common thing in abduction cases. So, you know, they they can. They, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, the victims like laying in bed, and like the air can get heavy, or there's like an electric feel, and then uh, they. <laughs> babe stations on the telly. Yeah, babe stations on full volume. <laughs> <laughs> and the alien grey just hula hooping. 
yeah. the poor traumatized people listening to this who have experienced it like it's not how it happened i know yeah <laughs> it's not funny pal <laughs> not taking the mick out of trauma at all but apparently he felt them coming and this time he was able to move and he pulled a fast one on our gray antagonist he waited for the alien to approach his bed and pull the blanket back at which point gary lunged at the gray little shit and smacked it square in the face but this time gary reported that the gray's face changed revealing rows of sharp teeth gary himself naturally stood up and reeled his arm back like he was about to punch the thing's lights out like this time he really felt like he was fighting for his life but everything went black and when he woke up he couldn't remember what happened but after the fact he now realized that they had no power over him they could not subdue him and he vowed that the next time he encountered them he was gonna pulverize those gray little wackers <laughs> And that he tried. Chuck Norris style. Chuck Norris absolute style. So the next time he saw them, he was like, right, that's it, you fuckers. Come at me. You're going to feel my boot up your grey little buttholes. And they were like, as if they were angry with him, instantly made him black out. So he didn't really get too far. So he never got to show them who's boss, but he does continue to have experiences to this day. So maybe one day we will hear all about how the gentleman named Gary beat up a load of greys and took control of a ship. Brilliant. What an afternoon. I know, yeah, what a fucking day he's had. But while I was reading through all these and getting these compiled, I couldn't help but think to myself, these aliens are just some kind of selfless voyage, and us as humans only ever wake up at the wrong moment. Like, they've tried the front door, it doesn't work, they've tried to knock on your window, but you didn't wake up, and they're like, I'm going to have to use the portal. And their alien pal's like, Kev, you know that's not how we do things. And Kev's like, yeah, but I have to do this. So they portal in, they're like, hi mate, sorry to disturb you, but you left your wallet on the bus. And you just wake up and you see this alien you miss the wallet he's holding you just lash out like I've heard about you alien guys snap the fucking neck yeah it's just jump into like fucking kick ass mode and oh, no, no. they're just like poor misunderstood grains like, <laughs> just trying to do good deeds like all around the world like but they have no other option but to portal into your house they're like oh, hey, buddy. I just wanted to let you know like oh my god it's a fucking alien and they're like we stand up and they're like and then, you know dush, dush, up dead <laughs> They're just so misunderstood. I don't know why they haven't learned the lesson. Oh. Exactly, yeah. So now do you feel sorry for them? No. <laughs> Stop portaling into houses, you bastards. But they're trying to return your wallet. I don't want my wallet if it's coming from them. Very sticky hands. Too much babe station. <laughs> They don't have sinks and soap on Zeta Reticuli. Oh, yeah, you never know. They might have lovely scented things. Well, apparently they stink like shit, so I'm going to say no. Do they? Yeah. Like an actual turd? Like a six-foot turd, yeah. (laughs) Steamy fresh. (laughs) The first guy you were talking about, that Travis, Uh the first thing that came to my mind was the band Travis. Oh, yeah. And I guess you might have seen it, but anyone that hasn't seen it, please do check this out, because I think it's brilliant. They have a song called Side, and the music video. Have you seen it, Ian? I have not. Oh, you should watch it. It's great. It's like a compilation of UFO sightings that were recorded. And it's like a compilation of of all those kind of things. And it's really cool. And how they've kind of put it together is is amazing. Very interesting. Yeah, it just reminded me of that. And you should definitely check it out. Should we link that in the description of this episode as well? I think we should. It's well worth three minutes. And it's a good song as well. I've got such fond memories of that because I first saw it on holiday with my dad in Malta. Oh, yeah. And we went to an internet cafe. And on the TV in this internet cafe was that music video and I didn't know what it was about. I was really interested in UFOs and things at that point. It became like a bit of an obsession, like trying to find what this song was and and what the music video was. My memories just take me back to that moment, which is kind of sweet. I have a lot of similar moments when it comes to Babe Station models. (laughs) And greys. Yeah, I wake up, you know, I see a grey tugging one out in my living room. I'm like, oh, dude, who's that? Is that that Cassandra? He's like... (laughs) It's Natalie. <laughs> and then I snap his little neck. <laughs> 
I hope you let him finish first. <laughs> it's just rude. I wouldn't have any breakfast if I didn't. <laughs> Goes on toast, doesn't it? Oh. They, uh, they, they come to tell us. Anyway, I just wanted to let people know that the limits that I have to go to to put out these podcasts for, for my audience and the people that I love because I was sat, right, watching this video, getting all these notes, and they showed a lot of pictures of alien greys, right? <laughs> so I was sat downstairs at one in the morning in my creepy house, listening to noises. Uh, Travis Walton was abducted, and I'd hear a bang, and I'd be like, pause, what the f*** is that? And like, I'd look back at my computer and there's a f***ing picture of a grey looking at me. I'm like, oh my god. On one section they were talking about something and they left this picture of this grey up for ages. I was like, just go away, just go away. Because they genuinely scare the shit out of me. So I appreciate the love. Things I do for you. Yes, yeah, it's very kind of you. Thank you. So get these greys out of my head and, and tell me something because I'm genuinely feeling like there might be one behind me. There is. <laughs> Poor Bugger's just got your wallet. <laughs> I'm not willing to take that chance. <laughs> okay, so creepy slash weird slash funny delivery stories. Yes, go on. I think a lot of these come from the USA. Okay. But alas, here we are. The first one, the delivery instruction said, To beat on the door like you're the cops, and then roar like a T-Rex to scare my kids. <laughs> Naturally. I did this, but a small, extremely confused lady answered the door. <laughs> Apparently, the husband had written those instructions for a prior delivery, and had not realised that the delivery instructions copy over to the next one if not deleted oh my god <laughs> can you imagine that beat on the door like you're the cops and then roll like a t-rex yeah. <laughs> this little lady kind of answers like what the f- i wonder if you did the fingers with it as well you know when you do the t-rex and like you instinctively put your two fingers up like claws i'm wondering if you did that fortunately it went through the pizza box yeah <laughs> dropped the pizza so the little old lady didn't even get any pizza in the end. So anyway, that's not particularly creepy, just a bit odd. Very. Another one. Some dude ordered a pizza for him and a handful of his friends. Seemed like a normal Friday night party or something. Mm-hmm. By the time I arrived, police and ambulance were on the scene. And I was told to leave at the gate and they refused to tell me anything about what was going on. The next day, I found out that the guy who ordered the pizza was murdered by one of his friends. Good lord. Yeah, that took a turn, didn't it? Absolutely, yeah. See, it's things like that where you could think, if I have been there a little bit earlier yeah what could have happened i could have been involved in that somehow yeah it's just it's really weird here's another one one night i'm finishing up delivering and i come across the last house i walk up to the door ring the bell but nobody answers mind you it's not late by any means a few minutes pass and i return to my car and call the pizzeria to see if they can reach the residence after about 10 minutes have passed at this point with no response from the folks who ordered and just as my boss is telling me to leave i look up in the second story window is a completely naked man just staring at me not one to shy away from weirdness I wave. <laughs> Not want to shy away from weirdness. I get naked as well. <laughs> yeah. I match his energy. <laughs> I get my navel out. Uh, very odd. And so... The man quickly disappears, and a minute later I'm greeted by a terribly embarrassed, somewhat drunk, middle-aged man wearing a towel. He apologises profusely, takes his pizza, leaving me with a nice tip. I'm assuming that tip is money. Yeah, the monetary kind. Not the naked kind. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Sorry about that. I just thought you might want this slice. <laughs> yeah, it's another one. I delivered for a pizza place. I had a delivery one night and thought it would be just like any other delivery I've had in the past. I usually deliver to rural areas. And I was about to get off in an hour and I got this delivery to this road that I knew was in a very wooded area. As soon as I get up to the house, the person's driveway was like a quarter of a mile long. So I drive up the driveway and I park there. I get the food out of my car along with the pen and the receipt 
As I'm walking to the front door, a middle-aged skinny woman comes out from behind the house and says, Hey, we're over here in the garage! Now, that was the first red flag. I go to the lady's garage, but just as I stand outside the doorway, I look in the garage and there are two overweight, old men sitting in recliner chairs in old camouflaged clothing. I look at the walls and there are five flags hanging, six dead deer heads, oh. and a Trump 2016 poster on the wall. Okay. I think the scariest part was when one of the men asked me to come inside the garage. I politely declined and informed them that we weren't allowed to go inside a customer's house or garage for policy reasons. Yes. He ignored me, and soon all three of them were asking me to go into their house. Again, I politely declined and gave them their pizza and told them the toll. I think they ended up tipping me about $3, which isn't that bad, really, but better than ending up like one of the deer. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. See, I've never delivered to anybody. It's not a job I've worked, but hmm. I don't think I'd want to, having read some of these, actually. No, yeah, it does sound like a little bit of a dangerous profession. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't really think it would you you think oh, minimum well, wage sort of yeah deliver some food fair enough but then the, the amount of people's houses that you go to something creepy is bound to happen along the way at some point <laughs> yeah well here's a really quick one so i was making a delivery and this dude opens the door he's in a nappy with a bow in his hair like a little baby okay that's literally all that that entry says <laughs> <laughs> so I joined him. <laughs> I would be able to help myself. I'd be like, does your mummy know you're using the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just got a dummy in his mouth. <laughs> just give me the fucking pizza. <laughs> Here's another one. The, see, this one's just a bit odd. I delivered to this one lady. She seemed to be in her early 40s, had a sleeve of tattoos, was wearing a pink crop top and pink shorts, and of course, her name was Tiffany. She was basically a teenager, except in 40-year-old body. She had one of those obvious fake tans with wrinkled skin. You can just kind of imagine it, can't you, really? Yeah. I rang the doorbell, and I could see her, and her other friend had been having some wine. Girls' night in! I did the normal routine, but then she said something along the lines of, You didn't splooge on my pizza, did you? I've seen that movie. Ha 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 no. And then she asked to see the pizza. So I opened it and showed it to her. I was starting to think that either she wanted me to splooge on a pizza or splooge on her. Just weird vibes. <laughs> Other awkward conversations ensued, and I got the f*** out of there. $5 tip, but whatever. Missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. So, sorry, I just splooged on my last customer's pizza, so I ain't got any less here. Bit empty tonight. <laughs> <laughs> You just reminded me of a story. When I lived in Germany, my parents knew somebody or they knew somebody through somebody. So it was like a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing. But apparently this woman was on a night out having some drinks with friends, you know, just doing normal adult things. She went home, got a pizza on her way home, woke up the next morning with spots and bumps all around her mouth. So she went to the doctor. Oh no, I know what you're going to say. Oh. I, I don't think you do. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> they analysed these lumps and bumps in her mouth. They were like, what have you eaten? She was like, the only thing I've eaten is this pizza so they took the pizza they analyzed the pizza and apparently it had four different types of sperm on it not only human but dog as well oh. i dare say that woman from your previous story is probably a bit jealous but <laughs> four different types or something like that along with canine so yeah that is awful but up. <laughs> Isn't she lucky, though, that she still had the pizza and didn't just eat it all? Yeah, I mean, if it was me, <laughs> I'd have been like, no, I didn't, no, sorry, I ate everything, including the box. <laughs> I found that pizza was a bit salty, though. <laughs> <laughs> some reason, my farts have been sounding like barks all day. <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely fucking 
A couple more. I delivered to a survivalist-type house once that was surrounded by a high-wire fence covered in signs like Trespassers will be shot. Survivors will be shot again. And another one said Warning, kill a pit bull on premises. And Nothing in this house is worth dying for. If you weren't invited, don't knock. And the last one was apparently written over an image of someone pointing a gun in the direction of the reader. Okay. <laughs> so obviously a really welcoming venue here. Absolutely, yeah. It continues. They had just about everything on the fence to send them a message that they are paranoid and violent. <laughs> one thing they did not have, however, was a house number. Oh, God. <laughs> I checked all the houses nearby, but none of them matched. I narrowed it down to what was most likely the one house that I did not want it to be. I did my hardest to find any numbers or anything that would confirm it. Finally, I just decided to call them and tell them I was there. But then a small little teenage girl came out, paid and took the pizza. I did not get shot and it was really underwhelming, but I'm glad for it. Okay, they took all this time to try and find the house, thought they were going to die. Yep, got themselves worked up. And then a delightful young lady popped out and paid <laughs> yeah, the pizza yeah, happily. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But I think it's true, slightly underwhelming. But again, this is going to show just how much these workers are going through for a minimum wage job that they don't want to be doing, but they're doing it to get through and they feel like their life's on the line. Had that been me, I would have just been like, I'm going to go back to the shop and I would have waited for them to inevitably call. And then I've been like, well, look, mate, I was scared to death. So either wait outside and I'll cook your pizza again. Or give me a proper phone number so I can call you when I get there. <laughs> well, that would be a solution. You fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're going to say that to the guy with all these signs. Yeah, I'm also going to send my colleague so you don't shoot me. <laughs> yeah, because I clock off in 15 minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Last one. This is a bit of a weird one. I'm not sure what to make of this. Okay. Satnav led me to a local hospital. After getting directions from a lot of employees, I finally found the room. I'll admit now, I really should have paid more attention to the signs, but I was in such a rush, I just didn't bother. (laughs) Luckily, there was a nurse already in this lady's room. I was just about to walk in and drop off the food when the nurse starts shaking her head and rushes to me. No, 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 no. You can't come in here. This is isolation. Oh, I'm sorry. She ordered a delivery. She went back in the room and asked the lady if she had indeed ordered delivery and I heard the lady say yes. I overheard the nurse tell her. You should have told me. So the nurse comes back to grab the food and she told me if I'd have walked back in that room, I would not have been let back out. So why is the nurse allowed back out? I don't know. See, that was the kind of weird thing. Was that implying that she would have been violently assaulted or something and she would not have come back out? (laughs) (laughs) Or does it mean that, right, that's it. Door's shutting. Come in that room, I'll kick you in. (laughs) Unfortunately, there weren't actually any real stories that I could find of sort of paranormal-esque things that I was hoping that I'd come across, but at least people are not sharing it. Well, we'll have to do a bit more deeper digging, because there's got to be some paranormal stories out there. There has to be, yeah. So, I mean, if anyone listening has had experiences, do let us know. Absolutely, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. If you're happy for us to read it out, we will be more than happy to do so. I find staring at my sound curtain very boring. (laughs) Trying to read my notes out the corner of my eye. Staring at at my my pointy sound curtain. We've discussed this isolation shield. I'm curtain man. (laughs) Oh, just before we wrap up, yeah. let me just relay a story that just makes me laugh. Go. This is about my dad. <laughs> it's hilarious. Okay. There's a local carpet shop, and my dad went in, obviously, looking for carpets. Luckily, that's where he went. <laughs> and, uh, it's only the 10th shop he'd been in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> went to the charity shop, the butchers. <laughs> <laughs> went to Sainsbury's. <laughs> The fishery. It was like, just on a whim, do you sell carpets? <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, he found the place and he asked the guy, where are your samples, please? And so the guy was like, oh, just round the corner, just down there on the floor, take what you need. My dad trotted around the corner. There's this massive book of samples. Yeah, yeah. And instead of like most people would, taking the book, he rips the samples out of the oh, book <laughs> that he wants. And he just kind of waves them to him and says, I've got them. And the guy got really pissed off. <laughs> and he got bad. <laughs> he said, get out, don't come back. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, like, you went into the other room and started pulling the carpet off the floor or something like that. <laughs> that was probably the next thing that <laughs> would have happened. That's the next story, yeah. That's what he did in the next carpet shop. <laughs> don't tear out the book. Off the floor then, yeah? <laughs> no! <laughs> He just gets his Stanley knife out. <laughs> Sorry, I got some of the underflooring as well. <laughs> <laughs> Look at their carpet shop so they can fix it themselves. <laughs> and your dad gets what he wants. Everyone's happy. Yeah, except he's only got a small sample. Though. Unless he takes out three metres square. <laughs> just rolls the whole thing up. <laughs> But that is exactly what he's like. I'd love to hear what your dad's reaction is. Next time you're with him, show him this episode <laughs> and uh, record his reaction. I still want him to step foot in there now because I'm not sure they'd remember. <laughs> as soon as they do, they're like, yeah. <laughs> It's just printed at the back of <laughs> the back of the desk if yeah. you see this man. <laughs> they've, they've made him into a rug. Just his face on this rug. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Is, is part of all the samples. Anyway, I think that brings us to a delightfully wrapped up ending for today, does it not? It does, doesn't it? Thank you for listening, everybody. Remember, if you see a grey, smack it. <laughs> don't forget to like everything that we do. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm spitballing. <laughs> you don't say. Don't forget to go to Spotify and give us a five-star rating and review and help us move up the charts to... Oh, enter the charts possibly <laughs> don't forget that you can find us on a myriad of social networks and if you want to find them the links are all on twoguyswhatsup.com which i will link in the description of this episode <laughs> yeah and heckle is all yeah please don't because ian's delicate we've been through this yes absolutely i, I lost a pinky because somebody said that i was a dickhead last week <laughs> whereas i'm hard as f- <laughs> yeah, John solid. <laughs> John beat up Chuck Norris for me. Oh, fantastic. Right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Absolutely, yeah. And we'll see you next week for more Two Guys What's Up. Absolutely. See ya. Bye. Sounded like the Sega intro. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> See ya.